0: Arizona Arizona Sports. sports. The The local local sports sports leader. leader. Burns and Gambo. The 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. And let's roll with today's 4 o'clock reset. The top stories of the day presented to you at 4 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo show. We start with the Arizona Cardinals and the latest on their injury report. They get ready for the Niners coming up on Monday Night Football. Kyler Murray is (laughs) We'll be <laughs> back. Progressing, says Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, he's progressing. Um, Come a long way. So we'll see. Got a few more days. I think playing on Monday night will help the extra day. Uh, So we'll see how it feels the next couple of days. DeAndre Hopkins popped up on the injury report yesterday with a hamstring issue. What did Cliff had to say about that? Uh, I don't see that type of worry. I mean, it's a maintenance deal, I think. We're going to be cautious and make sure he feels 100% um, before the game. But um, I don't think it's close to what it was. And one more, and then I'll get your reaction. DJ Humphries is out this week. Yeah, he's uh, he won't play this week, it doesn't look like. And then we'll kind of evaluate it from there and see where it goes. It's incredible the injuries they've had. What I'm hearing is I'm hearing that Max Williams may be available for this game. Max Williams is is, is close to being ready. Kingsbury kind of today, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he could. I've been saying that all week. And then I would expect Corey Clement to be called up off the practice squad with Eno gone, and they need another running back. I would think Corey Clement gets a chance. Now. We haven't gotten the official injury report yet, but I can tell you that what we do have is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Get boosted. COVID-19 booster doses are recommended for ages 5 and older. Find a location near you at azhealth.gov slash find vaccine scenes. Quick note, tight end Zach Ertz posted on Instagram that he underwent knee surgery and it went great. So we've also got that. We also had GM Steve Kaimo on today and he kept it short when we asked him about the release of Eno Benjamin. Yeah, well Cliff Cliff, I think addressed that and you know it was a decision made by the organization and You know, we wish him well in Houston. Follow-up question about reports of Eno being upset with playing time? There are reports out there that he was unhappy with playing time and got into it with one of the coaches after the game. Can you confirm that? Wish him the best in Houston. He's on to Houston. He's on to Cincinnati. He's on to Cincinnati. He's not on to Cincinnati. On the Cincinnati. That's the Belichick line. He's, he's on he's to not, Cincinnati. Listen, I'm not surprised that he didn't feel the need to address it. And, uh, you know, didn't, not going to talk negatively negatively about the kid. He just He's not on this roster anymore. Best of luck in Houston. I'm not surprised that's how it went down either. From the NFL, the Cardinals opponent, the 49ers, have been practicing this week at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. Get used to some of that elevation. I think they're at around 6,100 feet. Mexico City's like close to 7,300 feet, so it's even a little bit higher than Flagstaff is. Meanwhile, last night, the Titans beat the Green Bay Packers 27-17. Ryan Tannehill, 333 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, 227 yards and two touchdowns, but Rodgers really struggled late in that yeah. game. That's it for them. He got booed last night. Yeah, I would That's think of 4-7 and no, there. They're done, done. Done. Absolutely done. Derek Henry, 87 yards rushing. He added 45 receiving yards. Also through for a second Career passing touchdown. Tennessee's won six straight games. At Tannehill has started. Packers four and seven. They've lost six out of the last seven. Put a fork in Green Bay. They got Eagles coming up next, too. So if you you know it's if you didn't think well, they were six done games before. Left. This, are they going well, five and one? No, I mean when the Cardinals, if the Cardinals go four and seven, we're gonna say they're done too. So no, I think the Packers are done. Suns facing the Jazz tonight at seven o'clock in Salt Lake City. You'll hear the game live on the Arizona Sports app in 98-7. We're just came down moments ago Chris Paul is out for tonight's game Whoa, he man. will not play he will Man, not. Man, I'm telling you, they the Suns expected that he was going to play in one of those last two games on the road trip, just one of the two. He didn't, and now he's missed two more games after that. They're either being real cautious or it was a little bit more serious than they thought. You know, like they, yeah. it's one of the two because this doesn't, this does feel like this has taken way too long to get this resolved for just a bruised heel that he insisted he could have played through against Philly if it were a playoff game. He said that that night, and that was almost too weeks ago now since this has happened. Chris Girl, Paul, they're going to take it easy with Chris Paul. They're, they're going to no take rush. it easy. No rush. There were some reports out there, Sham Sharania in particular, that the Suns were somewhat interested in Hawks power forward John Collins in a Jake Crowder trade, among others as well. Gambo, what do you got? John Collins is not of interest to the Phoenix Suns. I shot this down early in the year, and I'm going to shoot it down again now. The Suns have no interest in Atlantis' John Collins. He's in the second year of a deal at $125 million, not only does the math not add up, but it's not a player that they've targeted. So, listen, sometimes these are real credible sources that are out there, but on this like, but this is wrong. This is an inaccurate report. The Suns are not interested in John Collins. He will not be coming to Phoenix and A.J. Crowder trade. Okay, and of course the other names that were mentioned, Harrison Barnes and Kyle Kuzma were the other two yeah, that came up in the report. K.J. Martin, and I'll, I'll you know, K.J. Martin, no. Harrison Barnes, no. Mike Brown loves him. Sacramento doesn't want to trade him. He's a big part. Another one guy that does make sense, and I can tell you the Suns have some interest in him, I can't rule it out, is Kyle Kuzma. Washington may eventually get to the point where they want to trade him. So that's the one name on the list of four guys. The other three guys the Suns are not going to trade for. Kyle Kuzma, I cannot rule out Kyle Kuzma. Major League Baseball, this came down just moments ago from Ken Rosenthal. The L.A. Dodgers plan to non-tender outfielder Cody Bellinger. He is now a free agent. Teams could still resign him for less than his projected arbitration salary, which is in the $18 million. He, range. He, what happened to him? What happened to him? What happened to his swing? This guy was MVP. I know. And then he was batting last in the Dodgers lineup. Uh, he couldn't hit. I know. Chandler High guy, right? Is uh, he, he a Chandler he's High from guy? Chandler Hamilton. I, Hamilton. I believe. Oh, I knew he, he's Hamilton, from the city oh. of Chandler, but I don't. I couldn't he remember. He went right to, right to high Hamilton. School. Yeah. Are you sure? I believe so. Okay. He can still play really good defense, and he can run, but it doesn't cover it in LA. I My guess. wife hates Hamilton. She's <laughs> a Chandler Wolf. <laughs> Hey, Hamilton. Chandler Wolf. Wolf. Yes. Wolf. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Diamondbacks yesterday traded for Mariners outfielder Kyle Olu- Kyle Lewis. I know you guys talked about this yesterday. We the did. former we did. 2020 if you to chime in on this. American League Rookie of the Year. Yeah. I mean, look, I think these are the kinds of chances that the Diamondbacks are gonna have to take, to yeah. be honest with you. He's a guy who's missed a lot of time the last couple of years. A lot of, of injuries, years. concussion, knee. High upside. I think there's a lot of potential there. Obviously, they need balance in their outfielder. The outfield, he's a right-handed hitting guy. They've got a bunch of lefties. They need that, especially now that Stone Garrett is gone, and I think he's a better, more consistent option than Stone Garrett, but I think in order to acquire players like this, and I think you're really going to see this with their bullpen, the Diamondbacks are going to have to take some risks on yeah. guys who are injured, and nothing. that's what Kyle Lewis and is. Cooper Hummel, they gave up nothing to get him. He's a guy that the D-backs look at where he could be a right-handed bat against lefties and possibly DH some. Now, he's out of minor league options, and there was a lot of word coming out of Seattle that they were uh, they were just going to let him go. Like, they didn't want to go through arbitration with him. that They were just going to non-tender him. 27 years old. Uh, he actually, the COVID year, that's when he was rookie of the year, in the COVID year. But it's been a struggle for him ever since. Struggled to play well and been in the minors a bunch of times. and not. But it's worth the risk. I mean, he's, again, right-handed bat against left-handed pitching, possibly some DH. And also want to mention this, even though I know it happened yesterday. Congratulations to both Aaron Judge, but in particular, congratulations to Paul Goldschmidt on winning the National League MVP. Very happy for him. I am very, very, very happy for and Bob George R- that he won that. I, nothing against Shohei Otani, I love him. He's great. But but Judge needed to win that MVP Well, award. he did. Not I mean, yes. Yeah, so we did. don't need to worry about it because he did. Also, a hearty congratulations to ASU men's basketball. Desmond Cambridge Jr. scored wow. 20. And ASU never trailed. They blew out the 20th ranked Michigan Wolverines. 87-62 what last night. night. What a great win for Bobby Hurley. Big time. I mean, he still owns Jawan Howard, apparently. Yeah. They won the Legends Classic at the Barclays Center big. in Brooklyn. It's big. Largest margin of victory by an unranked Pac-12 men's basketball team against a ranked opponent since USC beat Southern Illinois by 25 on November 25, 2007. 15 years ago, great win for ASU. They shot the ball 60% from the field, 58% from distance. They really shot the heck out of the ball. Biggest win over a ranked team in program history. They're 4-1. Great win for Bobby Hurley and ASU. And speaking of Arizona State University, their final home football game of the season tomorrow against 25th-ranked Oregon State. Our own Mitch Fereldis hosting the pre-, halftime, and post-game show tomorrow on the Arizona Sports app at 98-7. Huh? For, oh, for the for Arizona ASU. State. For yeah. a- ASU, okay. ASU. Gotcha. Kickoff is at 12.30. Pre-game starts at 9.45 tomorrow here on Arizona Sports. Go, Mitch. ASU football players Kyle Sole and Ex-Validate both accepted their invites to the East-West Shrine Bowls as two well. Terrific, two terrific players that should get drafted. Yep. But when we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Suns and the Jazz. No Chris Paul. We just mentioned that a second ago. The Suns taking on a really super surprising Utah Jazz team. Can we believe in them as a legit contender in the West? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. You're down with SOV. Yeah, you know me. You're down with SOV. Yeah, you know You're down with J-A-double-Z. <laughs> strength of victories? Is that what it is? Yes, that's, that's what Strength what it of is. victories. That's what it is. Sorry, I just, we 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 talked about We should this. just replace OPP with a new analytical abbreviation every single sure, week. Sure, down with D-O-V-A-A or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many analytical phrases out there we could use this song so and there's a lot of stuff we're down with. <laughs> and some stuff we're not. And some stuff we're not down. And with. Stuff we're not. Yes. <laughs> um sorry, inside you, if you're listening to the show in the three o'clock hour, you would get that joke, and if you weren't, you won't. Listen, well, so I think you'll pick this up. At some point on a Friday after a long week, there is just some parts of the show where you can just just realize, okay. Yeah, it's been a long week for these guys. It's, They're going a little overboard right now. <laughs> My train is off the rails. I don't know about that, it's just it's, at some point that there does become a our 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 grip on the wheel gets a little loose, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes mine is just like the boot. There's the boot. We talked about the boot. About the boot. The boot. The boot. Which is also, by the way, a, a rookie police officer. Yes, as you've told us. Many the times. Yes, as you've told us. Yep, this. they're called the boot. Many, many times. Yeah. Um, Suns so, Jazz tonight. We told you in the 4 let's o'clock go, reset. Let's go. No, I'm ready. No, no Chris Paul. No Chris Paul again. I don't think anybody thought this was a game to be excited about when the schedule came out, and this is kind of a game to be excited about. Well, they've been a surprise team in this league. They've really been a surprise. One of the six. biggest, really. Well, 10-3. They've lost three games in a row. They've been sloppy with the ball, turning it over a whole lot. So a lot of People are going to look at that and say with the three straight losses, okay, they're coming kind of bouncing back to earth. They should not be, they should not be a ten and three team. You know, they they shouldn't be. They're one of the biggest overachievers. Like, even like I was looking at this Vegas projections thing on a story, you know, expected wins, actual wins, difference, like they're just killing it. Like they were expected to have four and four and a half wins by now. They've got ten plus five point four. Better than the Blazers, the Pacers, the Thunder, the Wizards, and the Spurs. So they have been a lot better than anybody anticipated. Biggest surprise one of the biggest surprises in the NBA this season I think is them and the Sacramento Kings yeah and, and uh, quite frankly there's a few teams in there that we expected to just be blatantly outright tanking the Jazz the Thunder the Jazz and the Spurs and, and, and those three teams are well well above the pace that a lot of people thought they were going to be at the Jazz are the main one of them right? yeah they I mean, traded like, Rudy Gobert like the, Donovan Mitchell and Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. the Jazz are like the poster children yeah. for for hey we really thought you weren't trying to win these games and, and now you are and pretty soon they yeah. win a few more and it's going to you know, put them in this position where there's right. no point in taking anymore. You're kind of in it now. Do you watch right? Ted Lasso? Uh, yes, I do. It's very much like the owner. What's her name? Um, Rebecca Hiring Ted Lasso to get back at her ex-husband And just be awful And then Ted Lasso does a good job and they win games But she was tearfully apologetic about that But she hired him Rebecca hired Ted Lasso To humiliate her husband And make an embarrassment of the program And I think when Danny traded Rudy Gobert And Donovan Mitchell and Bogdan Bogdan He got all these guys back that were a bunch of Ted Lassos. But you know what was good And then Ted Lasso won, he won some games Ted Lasso forgave her for that was a key moment in season one yeah. when Ted Lasso, I forgive you. And they were okay. They were good. Right. And now they're... Well, I don't know where they are now. The the the, C- the, the, see the assistant up, right? coach left for the rival team, right? Oh and now, yeah, oh yeah. That little dirtbag. He thought he was this whole story right there. He thought it was because of him. Sorry for giving things away here, but I assume by now, if you haven't watched season two, it's Ted Lasso, so that you're not going to um, the Jazz. They're they're one of the when you have a team like this. There's always this: is it real or is it not? Can you believe it or can you not? And we, we never really got to this earlier in the show, so we're going to kind of all do it in one right here. Okay. There was a story today on The Ringer. The Ringer does such a fantastic job covering a lot of stuff. They're especially good at the NBA. Five reasons to believe, five reasons to not believe in the Utah Jazz. You ready? Yeah. Five reasons to believe. Number one, their point differential matches their record. Like, there's a formula that says if your point differential is this, your record should be that. And Uh it, it matches up for the Utah Jazz. Number two. They're winning the three-point battle. They're outscoring their opponents by about 14 points per game from behind the three-point line. Taking the sixth most threes as a proportion of overall shots, making them at 37%, which is very good. Number three, the Utah Jazz are sixth in offensive efficiency in the NBA with scoring no, at a very high level. With no Donovan Mitchell and no Bogdan Bogdanovich, they've done it with some of these you know key players that have come in. Larry Markkinen is one of the, you know maybe a Comeback player of the year type of thing. Like he's Actually. been so good for them. And, and, you know, Clarkson's been good. It's a guy a lot of Suns fans always wanted them to get Clarkson and Sexton. You start to look. Conley handling the ball now without Donovan Mitchell. So he's getting to handle the ball more. He's a good point guard. So a lot of things are going well for them offensively. That's number four on the list. They have a lot of creators Conley, Clarkson, Sexton, Malik Beasley. Right now they rank sixth in the NBA in assist rate. They share the basketball very well. And last year they were 29th. Yep. They and went then from num- 29th to 6th. Number five. Larry Markkinen is playing like an all-NBA candidate. How about that? 21.3 points per game. His two-point shooting accuracy is 64%. In the story, they actually have an exclamation point next to it, because that's a very, very high number to be making your two-point attempts Listen, on. Finland's a beautiful country. I'm going to root for Larry Markkinen from Finland. We had Teppo Neumannin from Finland. We got Larry Markkinen. It's a great, li- it's a great little country. Pretty soon, like when yes. we have you on as a guest on the show when you've retired, joining us Live from Finland, John Gambadoro. Yeah, I loved Finland. The only thing is, my wife hated it because, like, all they all they eat is reindeer and moose. It's like, they don't have cows. Well, you, we want reindeer and moose. I want a cow. I want a steak. We don't have that. You want reindeer or moose. If you move there, you got to learn how to eat reindeer eat. soup. When in Rome. Do as the reindeer Romans or do. moose? Reasons not to believe. Okay. Number one, yes, it is. Offensive regression is coming. Yes, it is. That they, this Larry can, marketing thing can't keep can't, up. Can't can't keep up. Can't. can't. He's just, I'm sorry, he's not that good. He's not this good. No, he's good. He just you know he's not he needed good. a change of scenery. Sometimes guys like that need a change of scenery. But I agree, he's not that good. But he is a he's a solid player. Yeah. Like This like if Danny wants to trade him, there's gonna be a lot of teams that will line up to get him. Clarkson's hitting a higher percentage of wide open three pointers than he usually does. Kelly Olnick is not far behind making a higher percentage of wide open three pointers. That's who they got for Bogdanovich yeah. when nobody wanted to give him a first round. He wanted a first round pick for Bogdanovich. No. Nobody wanted to give him a first-round pick. He ended up with Kelly Olnick. There's a feeling that they'll regress and come back to earth. Number two, they don't have any wing defenders. Markinen no, is no. their de facto defensive stopper on the wing, and that's not his strength. No, at they all. Don't, and they don't have a lot of size, so you don't have Rudy Gobert protecting these guys anymore at the rim. So mm. you're just you know you've got a lot of shorter players: Conley, Clarkson, Sexton, Beasley, Talon, Horton, Tucker. All of those guys are six four or smaller, and then Rudy Gay is a hundred years. Years old, He's not, you know, you know, he's a traditional wing guy, but he's old and he doesn't, you know, he's, he's not playing that well right now. Hundred, that's like an NBA record, right? He's old. That's like, he, it feels record. like Rudy Gay's, I mean, I, I thought he was on the, the Lakers team with Magic and Kareem <laughs> <laughs> and number, James Worthy. Number three, they miss Rudy Gobert on defense. You mentioned they're stopping shots at the rim. They're not very good at it so far this year. You yeah. can get to the rim against this team. Yeah, but they like all the draft picks they got for him. Yeah, they're 26th in preventing shots at the rim. Uh. Um, um to, so they're they're really down. I mean the previous years they were always a top five team because of Rudy Gobert and now they're twenty sixth. Number four, while they have some impressive wins on their resume, the schedule is gonna get a little tougher. They've played the Nuggets, they've played the Clippers, they've played the Pelicans, they've played the Grizzlies twice, one without jaw, one with but according What's to their bas- SOV. I have no idea. But according to basketball reference. Do they have that in basketball? They might. I'll have to look at the standings. I'm not sure. Uh according to basketball reference. Their schedule is tied for the league's second easiest so far this year. I want to see year. if the NBA is down with SOV, <laughs> like the NFL is. You want me to find out? I just, yeah, go, ahead, go, ahead, go find well, out. Well, I mean, okay, I got to talk yeah. here for a minute, and then I'll go look. All right, and I'll no, do the last you one. You did, did the last one. You, the last one was probably the most so, interesting. Go ahead. The front office might not want to be for real. After 20 wins, a team can no longer reliably expect to finish with one of the three worst records and the best lottery odds. After 25 wins, its lottery odds really dropped. They're already at 10. Like, they're already and 10. They're going to get to 20 or 25 and they'll probably be a playoff team. But if they do have a big losing streak, could they pull the trigger and trade a Sexton? Could they trade a Larry in? Listen, I was told by the Jazz that some of the reasons they got those guys, because they were good friendly contracts, and if they wanted to move off of those players, they would easily be able to trade Sexton and In So that was part of the reasons to bring those guys back, is because they're very tradable commodities. So that's the reason when I spoke with the Jazz as to why they. They got those guys. I got to think that if this thing maintains itself over the next three weeks, they have no choice but to still be in it and not sell any of those guys. If they this three-game losing streak is like predicting of the future, then I think, yeah, they'll start trading guys. ESPN.com does not have an SOV. That's what's going on here. They do have teams' records against 500 and above mm-hmm. and below 500. We should create that. Maybe we make some money. <laughs> Are you broke? No. Okay, then. but I mean, are, are you are you strapped for cash over there? No, but us, I mean, they don't then have. Then let the me NBA. do it. Yeah. Then let Mitch do it. Mitch could use the money. Okay, you do Eric it. could use the money. You guys go out and create an SOV for the uh, strength of victory you're for the young. NBA you standings. Guys just hustle. You guys are young. Just hustle when you're young. <laughs> you work more <laughs> when you're young. When you get older, you work less. <laughs> Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Weezer, The Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. If Kevin Durant wants out again, are the Suns at the top of the list again? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Arizona sports. Kevin Durant. Watch the latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. So glad we still have that old computer there. Uh. Good to hear that. Brings back memories of when it was 125 degrees outside, and all we had to talk about was whether Kevin Durant was going to be here or not. Now it's just 25 degrees outside, but we're still talking about oh, Kevin. I love oh, the stop. cold. Stop! It's not that cold. It's love like the seventy cold. today. The hey. high was seventy. It's like seventy. Let's think about those words we just said here. It's like seventy out there in the desert. Burns. Yeah, it. it's fine. With a horse with no name. It's it's not. Does it feel good to get out of the rain, Gambo? Yes. Okay, you just no, Google, I like the rain. Google Buffalo snow thunderstorm, and then tell me it's only 70 degrees little outside. Buffalo girls going around the outside, around the outside, around the I'm a little giddy today. What? What song, song is it? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't course. know if that's a song. Is that a song? What i have did to you, look it up. What'd you say? I thought it was an old song. Are you going it like it's an MM about song? Buffalo Girls. Or like from It's a Wonderful Life? Going Buffalo Girls, I, won't you come outside. out tonight? Outside. Won't you come out tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. From It's a Wonderful Life. I should know that. It's Friday, Bersi. Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Crimson Gamble, Thank you. you need to know Twitter poll Breathe. update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. <laughs> Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> from yeah, promote, 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 It's a wonderful life. girls, would you come out tonight? Breathing. Yeah. Uh, while I'm breathing. I to watch that movie. While I'm bringing my heart rate down. Uh, I got pills. <laughs> I'd rather breathe. I'd rather not take your pills. Thank you very much. Uh, Eric, I assume you've got a poll question that's going to calm us good. all down, right? Yeah, yeah. Twitter's still up, which is great. Super calm place to be right now. Twitter.com. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, just real quick on that. And I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen here. There are some insiders on Twitter who are... Are pushing people to their Instagram page in case Twitter no longer is a thing. I'm John Gambo on Instagram, just John like, Gambo. Like Jeff, I saw a tweet from like Jeff Passan who tweeted out like a picture of his Instagram, like, "Hey, this might be the platform where you can find breaking news on social media because it might not be this one. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen with Twitter. I, I don't know. But I read a story about it today. People are treating Twitter like it's the last day of high school. It's the Twitter. Titanic going down, right? Like if we're all just playing the violins." You know, and making fun of the iceberg. It's just, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy what's going on right now because people are talking about like Twitter is going to expire at some point in the next couple of hours. <laughs> i just like Elon Musk. I'm buying this thing to blow it up. <laughs> I was just reading, he, I, was, he, I was just reading, he's bringing people back. The Babylon Bee or something got brought back. I just read that and I don't think they're going to get rid of it. <laughs> That'd be the saddest part of the movie, too. When the four guys, what, when are, everybody's gonna die, pretty well, yeah. But when they're, when, when they're playing the music, right? You know, and it's and it's, they're doomed. Everybody knows they're doomed. Would they, you have died? when you try to suck your way onto one of those boats? Oh, oh I know what you would have done. Suck my way, out their people boat. out of the way. You would <laughs> you would have grabbed the child from a woman's arms and said, "This is my kid. I need to get on a boat." It's not a sink and die in the frozen waters and eaten by sharks? I'm getting on that boat. You're going to freeze to death before you get eaten by a shark. I would have just had the girl move over a little bit. Like, honey, stop taking out so much room. Let's share this plank. (laughs) never understood that. Like, you couldn't make room for him a little bit? Anyway... Who do you guys think is going to win Monday Night Football, Cardinals or the 49ers? <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Uh, I think the by a little or by a lot, uh, that's our standard Friday question. I know the game's on Monday, but we, w- we won't have a show on Monday because of the pregame show for the Cardinals. Um, I think the 49ers are going to win by a lot. I'm sorry. But not sorry. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Sorry, not sorry, sorry not sorry. I, I think the Cardinals are going to lose by a lot. I think the Niners, are, they're there, man. They're hitting their stride. If I'm wrong, am, uh, I'm wrong. I'm going 40, 49ers do not blow a lot of teams out. They don't score a lot of points. I mean, Shanahan's very conservative. So I'm going to go 49ers by a little. Okay. The people have faith in the Cardinals this week. Leading the way by more than at 230 is the Cardinals by a little, 37.2%. It's increased their lead, huh? Yeah, they've well, increased them, it in second right? place. Place. Still in second, though, 49ers by a lot, 31.4%. In third place is 49ers by a little, which is 24.5%. Cards by a lot's in last place with 7%, meaning 49ers overall, big picture, more than 50% are going with the Niners to win. But between the four of these, Cardinals by a little, leading by 6%. You All right, All that's right, the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page and go there. Give it a vote if you would. It seems like an hour ago, but we jokingly played. Played the Kevin Durant watch rejoin that we just wore out over the summer because we were speculating every day about whether Kevin Durant was going to come here or not. The speculation is fired up a, b- a little bit. I don't want to make it, I don't want to misrepresent this. I don't want to make it sound like everyone's talking about this now. But that interview Kevin Durant gave a couple days ago to Bleach Report really kind of stoked the fires a little bit again. Like I, We got done with our show on Wednesday night. I was driving home from the arena. I was listening to ESPN Radio. They had Tim Legler on First thing they asked him about, hey, legs, you read the article. What do you think? Does this mean Kevin Durant's going to want out again? And his answer was yes. I think eventually Kevin Durant is going to want out again. And some of the quotes in that story would lead you to believe that maybe not all is well. Other quotes in that story would lead you to believe that everything's fine and he's happy. So who knows? But it's fired back up again realistic landing spots if Kevin Durant revisits his trade requests. This article in Bleacher Report brought up the Suns for Mikael Bridges and Picks. Yeah, the Suns are not trading Mikael Bridges for Kevin Durant. It's just not going to happen. The the Nets are going to uh, have to take less. You know, pennies on the dollar less. What they could have got for Durant in the summer is not going to be what they get for Durant now. The Suns were always willing to give up the draft picks and never willing to give up Cam Johnson or Mikael Bridges. So, if if the Nets revisit this, I would expect the Suns would have interest, but I would say, expect the Suns to be like, we're, we're at the same spot that we've always been at. Like, if you want the draft picks, we'll give you the draft picks. But no, we are not giving you Mikhail Bridges. You know, I, I wouldn't want them to give Mikhail Bridges. I wouldn't. Well... I mean, I don't know. That That's where I get – it depends on where you are a couple of months from now because I still think Kevin Durant is the guy that you're going to need come play – or a guy like that is a guy that you, come playoff time can put you over the edge in the 16 wins that matter the most at the end of the season. I would be – at this point, because I think you're right, you've got all the leverage in the world over Brooklyn, I'd be very, very hesitant – to give them players that I truly cherish to get Kevin... Because I don't think you're going to have to anymore. I don't think you have to anymore. I think the equation has changed. You brought them all back... You fired your coach. Kyrie's going to be back, I think, what, this weekend is what they're talking about. Let's see how long that lasts. Ben Simmons had a good game last night. Let's see how long that lasts, right? This, everything about Brooklyn right now feels like it has a shelf life. And when things get bad again, the Nets might revisit Kevin Durant. But this time, they're not going to be in the position of leverage to be able to say, we're going to hold out for the best offer possible. You're going to have to move on. You're going to have to move on and rebuild, and what better way to rebuild than with a team that's going to give you the most draft picks for them? The Suns would do that. Yeah, and at that point, the Nets may be looking at it like, okay, you know, the reason why we wanted a good player back is because we felt we could still compete. Um, Now, listen, you could always revisit the DeAndre Ayton thing, you know, to see, hey, you know, if you're not happy here and you're not getting—you could go there and be the man, because here, you're Joe Johnson here. You're behind Devin Booker, and you're behind Chris Paul, and you're behind— Mikhail Bridges and like, you know, you're definitely are, you know, a top five guy, mostly probably a three, four most nights, depending some nights you could be a two. But, you know, if you want to go somewhere else and have a chance to be more of the man, well, then this might be open, might be open for you. So you might be able to explore it that way as well. Yeah, you, you might be able to do that. And, and Aiden. I think a lot of that would depend on the Nets and whether they've changed their stance on whether they want DeAndre Ayton or not. I mean, that was the day that Kevin Durant's trade demands were known about. That was one of the first things you reported was, I don't want DeAndre Ayton and that right there made it seem really difficult to get something done. Has that changed? Will that change if the net circle back and decide? Because if you do, then it becomes a lot easier to start matching salaries. If you're not going to include Ayton's in salary, right, you, you're trying to cobble together as much as you can on your roster to make those salaries match without giving up Mikel Bridges, and it's going to get hard. You can do it, but it's going to get hard because you're going to have to throw in Shamit's number and Crowder's number and Sarich's number, and you could do that, but Aiton I, I, would be the key. It'd be really, really nice if the Nets decide they wanted to move KD again, that they would want Aiton this time around. And they from didn't want him last standpoint. time. But, but things may change. They may be like, okay, where. You know, we're, we're, we're clearly not a team that can contend. We're not a threat anymore. Let's get to draft picks and get a, a young center back and start over. us your thoughts? The FanDuel text line is open for you right now at 620-620. Who are going to be the difference makers Monday night when the Cardinals take on the Niners? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. So this is our last chance to preview Cardinals 49ers because on Monday we're going to be in the uh, pregame coverage for the Arizona Cardinals radio network. So we will not have a show on Monday. Of course, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk about everything that happened and dissect the game on Monday night. But in terms of previewing the matchup, this is kind of it for us here on this Friday. So for us, in some ways, it's like a typical Friday going into a football weekend. Cardinals are taking on a 49ers team. It's only five and four. The record's not going to blow you away. Even their game last week against the chargers. They looked good, but they didn't look great because they couldn't really convert in the red zone. It appears, Gambo. That from a personnel standpoint, they're in a position to flex offensively right now. They got a lot of guys that could be they could click this week. A lot of options. Yeah, they just got to improve those red zone numbers, and if they do, there could be some serious clickage this week against the car. Yeah, they have they've had three red zone turnovers, which has really hurt them in the red zone. It's just three turnovers and then some field goals instead of touchdowns. So that's been an, an issue for them. You know, one of the things that really benefits the Forty Nine ers is. is, is is yards after catch. They're fourth in the NFL in yards after catch. 139 yards after the catch per game. First in yards after the catch per reception at seven. And Arizona... They're last in the NFL in allowing yards after the catch and yards after the reception. So you've got a team that's the best in the league at it against a team that's the worst in the league at it. So the Cardinals are going to have to have some short tackling against the 49ers because they do a good job of making you miss. Which is why when you, when you get ready for a game like this, and I again, I know, focus on... Kyler, is he going to play? Is he not? Is it going to be Colt? DeAndre Hopkins with a hamstring injury from yesterday. Cliff today made it sound like a maintenance thing. DJ Humphreys was ruled out today. I get it. There is an element of this game that is the Cardinals offense versus the 49ers defense. But if we're looking at the other, if we're looking at the Cardinals defense and how they can slow down a Niners offense, it again looks like they're about to hit their stride. If you're looking at five players to watch on, F- on offense for San Francisco, you probably have to start with the two running backs that Elijah Mitchell. 100 and Christian McCaffrey cuz yeah. th- that's th- that duo their running game 41 attempts last week and it does look very sustainable cuz they've got two very good guys back there. Yeah, no, they're both good. Mitchell's fantastic and then you know McCaffrey's great. I mean at that one two punch Elijah Mitchell was so good last week for them. Uh, McCaffrey obviously and Vance talked about it. He could hurt your running, he could hurt your catching, you also got to worry about him throwing the football. So when we had it was with Vance Sound yesterday, he talked about that. So that's a two-headed monster. You know, it's it's going to be very difficult and you've got young guys on on that defense whether it's my jai sanders or cameron thomas isaiah simmons avon collins you've got a lot of young athletic guys but this is where the 49ers can be very dynamic with these two backs yeah they can the number two name on that list is debo samuel now i just looked at his season so far he's not had a great year no he's not Nope. He's had one game where he's had over 100 yards receiving. He's rushing and i know they use him that way he had 52 yards in the opener he had 53 yards in week two he hasn't topped 27 yards rushing since then right so you look at his combined receiving and rushing numbers he's he is a player to watch because we know how good he can be he's had a hamstring injury and and he's a yards after the catch monster but he has not impacted that offense the way we're used to seeing he's had a hamstring injury and it's you know it's just not that he's you know he's not back. Uh, he was out a little bit. He missed the the uh, the week eight game with that hamstring injury, and I just don't know that he's you know. And they called it a precaution. It'll be good to go, but you know I just don't think that he's been as healthy as he usually is. But he's a dynamic player. We know that if he is healthy, if his hamstring is right, then he's going to be really good. But um, you know he's been practicing in in full the last couple of weeks, so it seems like he's kind of getting back to normal. But we've seen Debo for a long time. I mean we we. Know Know what an impact player he can be. Look, part of it, and I don't want to sit here and say I know more about offense than Kyle Shanahan because I don't. Part of it is how he was used last year, right? And like everything, the residual but, yeah. of what you're seeing this year could be some leftovers from last year. I mean, they just used the hell out of him last year, right? And when you take a wide receiver, and I know he's tough, I know he's Anquan Bolden like, like he's got that physical makeup, right? But when you take a wide receiver and you use him as a running back 59 times, there's gonna be a price. You're gonna pay a price for having your wide receiver get hit that much. He had 59 carries last year as a running back, as a rusher, and you kind of had to think the bill was gonna come due on that one. And the sure. way it feels like it has come due with Debo this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we talk about regression in Kyler Murray, regression in uh, DeAndre Hopkins in San Francisco. You know, because you know that that they're talking about the regression from him, and it's starting to become a problem. He was one of the most electrifying players in the NFL last year. And then you look at this year and the explosive plays just aren't there. He's not having the impact that he did last season. And it might be unfair to expect him to do that. But he's on pace for fewer catches, yards, touchdowns than last year with the same amount of targets. Um, And he he scored 14 touchdowns last year. What's he got this year? Like three? So he was was a huge touch, like James Conner with all the touchdowns last year. So that's the issue. I mean, he's... He's definitely regressed. He's not the same uh, exciting electric player that he was last year. Um, that's why Brandon Ayuk has stepped up. He's having his best season as a pro. No doubt. And so that helps a little bit. Then you get McCaffrey. So the weapons are still there, but Debo is not the threat that he was last yeah, year. Yeah, and you know, we can sit here and badmouth Debo, but Christian McCaffrey's obviously a huge threat, threat receiving out of the backfield. And obviously, Brandon Ayuk, as you mentioned, has played well the last five games. We haven't even talked about George Kittle. George Kittle, okay, here we go with the tight end thing again uh oh here comes one of the two best in the nfl look out right yep batting down the hatches here he comes here comes george Kittle. this has been this has been a problem for the cardinals this year in slowing down guys like this maybe not as much recently but i don't know if they faced any of the elite ones recently so he's not he didn't even make the list i would put him on the list of guys to watch they're not you had one catch for 21 yards last year the week before, he had three passes for 39. They're not using him. It's, it's fascinating. You know, they're going to Brandon Iyuk a lot more. They're still throwing the same amount of targets to Debo Samuel. But Kittle's not getting the ball. One catch for th- for 21 yards last week. Three catches for 39 yards the week before that. He has this dynamic weapon, and they're just they just not getting him to football. Yeah. Of course, if you're talking about five 49er players to watch on offense, you got to watch Jimmy Garoppolo to see how he can kind of hold this ship together, right? Like he's, he's the quarterback. He's the glue guy. We, we talked with the KNBR host earlier from San Francisco. who said, look, credit him and his professionalism. The 49ers probably feel like they can do better because Jimmy G is limited right now. Jimmy G's just got to not turn the ball over, get the ball to the playmakers and they should do very, very well. Can well, this, he do that? Listen, this is why they're scoring 22 points a game, okay? Uh, 18th in the NFL. Because they have a very – although they have all these weapons, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, uh um, Elijah Mitchell – it's Jimmy Garoppolo that holds them down a little bit. They're very conservative with Jimmy. They don't want him to air the ball out a lot. They don't want to take him a lot of shots downfield. It's a very, very conservative game plan. But it's allowed Garoppolo to be pretty consistent this year, you know? So he's, you know, he opened up this year as the backup to Trey Lance. But in seven starts, he's averaging like 250 yards passing. Um, third in the league in, in 8.1 yards per attempt. But the main thing is just, you know, he, they they don't take a whole lot of chances with him, and I think that's just the conservative nature of him being their quarterback. Come celebrate the biggest FIFA watch party in town with Estrella Jalisco pardon me, Sarah Cazell, and special guest Gerardo Torado as the Mexican national team takes on Argentina in front of the big screens with live music and giveaways on November twenty-sixth at Sportsman Park. Text the word soccer to six twenty-six twenty for complete details when we talk about the phoenix suns there was a big story today on the athletic about names they could be in the running for gambo's done the gambo thing what does gambo have to say about the names that are in the report you will hear next here on burns and gambo